Welcome to the Self-Care Goddess Podcast, brought to you by me, Rita Savoya, founder of Savoya Self-Care Holistic Wellness. I'm a certified nutritionist and a holistic wellness coach for midlife women who want to rediscover their happier, sexier selves naturally without pills or side effects so that they can thrive as they age. I'm also the creator of the Savoya Self-Care Method, empowering women to nurture heart, mind, and body for transformative results. I'm on a mission. I'm on a mission to help millions of midlife women become their own health heroes. As a woman entrepreneur and a caregiver to aging parents, I fully understand the many responsibilities and generally stressful times women are living through these days, often suffering in silence, misunderstood, and putting themselves last. That's why each week I will be here for you, guiding you on your personal wellness journey, sharing expert advice from thought leaders on natural, practical, and simple solutions to help you thrive during the midlife transition. Get ready to listen to inspiring conversations about all things wellness, nutrition, mindset, mental health, fasting, hormones, menstrual cycle awareness and sinking, ancient healing strategies like meditation, mindfulness and breath work, and spirituality. Every month, I will also be featuring a small to medium-sized business to help spread the word on the amazing work they're doing so we can support them. And now, without further ado, let's get ready to rumble. Happy listening! Hello and welcome to another episode of the Self-Care Goddess podcast. Thank you for joining me. I'm very excited to have Erin on the show. It's been quite a few times, been trying to get a hold of each other, but hey, I think, you know, third time is a charm. So I'm happy that you're here today. So as usual, let's start with um, some breathing techniques. So we'll start with a quick coherence from the HeartMath Institute, just to sort of tune out whatever's happened today and tune in with your body so that you you become more receptive to this amazing information that we're about to share with you. So let's start with some deep belly breaths, perhaps even lowering your gaze or closing your eyes if you're not driving or operating heavy machinery, just really tuning into your body, getting out of your head, allowing each and every single muscle just surrender, relax, just be nothing to do nowhere to go but to be here and listen to this podcast that's it keep breathing deeply allowing your belly to balloon out with each and every inhale and then on the exhale pulling that belly button towards the spine and as we continue with these deep belly breaths i invite you to focus your attention in the area of the heart and as you continue breathing in the heart area, I invite you to visualize someone that you're grateful for today. And let's send them some love, gratitude, and appreciation for them being in your life. Gratitude being one of the highest vibrating frequencies. Let's spread that vibration throughout your body. Let it pour out into the room that you're in and beyond. Let's together inhale and let's sigh it out. 
Thank you for that. Thank you. So today, you're very welcome. We do have Erin here with us. And Erin is a suicide survivor mom who was thrown into the pit of hell when her daughter Dakota ended her life on the 8th of January, 2018. She was totally caught off guard and lost her way in the world. Erin spent months in bed grieving her loss, learning to live with the gapping hole in a day. It was a daily struggle. As a result, Yoga with Erin B was born. Erin teaches yoga in person in the winter in Playa del Carmen, Mexico, and in the summer on Vancouver Island in Canada. She teaches on Zoom all year long. Most of her students are either grieving moms or beginners. Erin has done a lot of international healing, intentional, sorry, intentional healing from grief. This includes breath work, meditation, massage, walking, journaling, sound bathing, and talk therapy, different healing ceremonies, and of course, yoga. She is combining her knowledge of different healing modalities and working on running retreats for grieving moms called intentionalhealingretreats.com. Welcome, 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 Erin. This is going to be a totally different conversation. I've, uh, to be honest, I have never talked um, to anyone in this in this level of detail. Um, so I'm very, very interested in understanding a little bit more how to to grieve and how to help people that are grieving as well. And I think the work that you're doing is phenomenal. And thank you for taking you know time wow. and you know being vulnerable and sharing your story with me and uh, and also with my community. Thank you. I appreciate that so much. Thank you so much, Rita, for giving me a platform. I really do appreciate it. And for giving Dakota a little platform too. She was the princess of the stage. She would have loved it. <laughs> I'm sure she is. I'm sure she's definitely yeah. watching over. Um, so tell us, tell us a little bit more, whatever you feel like sharing in terms of, you know, why you're doing what you're doing today and the strength that you've had to to do to do this to sort of take your own pain and, and turn it into this beautiful mission that you have going on well you know Rita the thing is that I, I was so lost literally lost in the wilderness and I'm, I'm reading a book about that same sort of thing is you you feel so lost you know as um as a woman having children is so much part of our our identity and for me being a mom was like the best job I've ever had in my life. And so Dakota was my baby, my last one, you know, at home. And and then she moved out. And I was pretty, like, devastated for a while because I had empty nest syndrome. And then, um, you know, losing her completely, I was so thrown into the wilderness. And all I can think of is that her and I had started our yoga teacher training together. and. Um, and I thought, no, okay, I'm going to finish it for us. You know, I wanted to do something to honor her and so that people will always remember her, you know. So so that's why I'm, I'm doing what I'm doing because I, I wanted to – I know how much yoga helped me to heal. Mm -hmm. You know, the thing is that your body – well, my body, and I've spoken to other grieving moms too, the body is so sore, so sore. You you know, like the, and there's that book, the um, – the body remembers or something mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. And your the pain is in every single cell of your body. And you can drink 10 bottles of wine and your body's still going to be sore. You can take 100 painkillers and the pain is still there. And then, you know, after a few months of lying around, I thought, oh, 
you know what? Let me just start moving a bit. And I started doing some yoga. I, I looked online. I couldn't find grief yoga. And then eventually I found a little bit. Um, there's a girl, a Canadian girl, Cassandra. She does. She started. She's got 10-minute videos. So I started with her 10-minute videos. And it just, you know, it grew from there. I'd already had a history of doing yoga, obviously, because I used to take my girls to um, to go do yoga. I've got three girls. And um, Dakota, like her and I, had started our teacher training together. So I had a, a history, a, a relationship with yoga. And once I started with doing my 10-minute classes, okay, I'm starting to feel a bit better. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it just progressed from there. Mm-hmm. Amazing. So then, um, so Dakota was, how old was Dakota? She was 23 when she left. Mm-hmm. We were in South Africa when we got the news. She was in Nanaimo. And it was, for me, I was like, I was devastated. I was so shocked. Absolutely so shocked. You know, she, I'd spoken to her the day before and she'd had a fight with her boyfriend. And she just thought that it wasn't, you know, it, Life wasn't worth living, which is really sad because she'd um, she'd been she was going to be starting a new job the next day, and she'd um, gone into my um, closet and she'd taken a whole bunch of clothes and she'd ironed them, and you know this was a real like unexpected shock for me. A lot of the time in life, Dakota would always say, "Oh, I'm so annoyed, I want to kill myself," and things like that. But I never ever, you know, like your language, whatever you use, is so powerful. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so you've got to be very careful with your words. Well, I'm being trying to be very careful with my words now, and I realize the the power of your words. So, yeah, Dakota decided her life wasn't worth living, which is pretty sad, and oh, threw me into the wilderness. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. I'm sure. So you weren't even in the same country. You had to fly back. Uh, oh, yeah, the flight must have been brutal. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, killer, absolutely killer. But, you know, I don't remember a lot of it. It seems I, I just sort of went into shock, I think. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, my family was very supportive, which I'm very thankful for. Mm-hmm. And your other daughters as well? Oh, yes, yeah. Those, my eldest daughter, she, her and her fiancé at the time organized the whole funeral, I believe, well, yeah, I think they organized the whole funeral. I don't even know, you know, who organized everything. I know that they helped to organize our flights back. I didn't even, you know, I was just, I said, no, I don't want to go anywhere. I just want to stay here because I was so shocked. I didn't want to move. And, mm. um, you know, I just wanted to lay in bed. And um, my my kids organized for us to come back and they organized our flights. And they got money from my family because obviously they couldn't find how to change my ticket they didn't know if I had insurance and I didn't know any of these things so my girls organized for my husband and I to um, come back to Canada and yeah they'd organized everything Mm -hmm. and there was no indication even with her friends when you spoke well you know what because Dakota no she'd had a bit of a history with um, being in and out of like a, a psych ward and um, 
but you know, I don't want people to remember her for that because yeah. there's so much more to her than that. She'd got herself into a bad situation. I'll, I'll tell you from the beginning, from when she broke her arm. She was a gymnast, okay? okay. Mm-hmm. And um, she broke her arm when she was about 17 doing a double backflip or something, or sorry, doing a backflip. And she broke both um, arms, in, both bones in her forearm. And then they had to put plates in it. And then after they put the plates in, they put her on OxyContin. And then things like sort of went downhill from there. She didn't think she'd be able to use her arm again. But um, Dakota was a fighter. She had a very strong will. And uh, she came back and she was able to do all her work again. She, wow. she went on to become a gymnastics coach. Really? And she was, yeah, she was, yeah, she was using her forearms, both arms beautifully. And if you look at some of the videos of her, you'd never think, okay, you know, this girl's broken her arm. But she was, she had a bit of a, she was very self-conscious because she had scars on both the front and mm-hmm. on the back you know, big, long scars, and she would joke with people, oh, yeah, I tried to commit suicide. And, oh, Dakota, she was just like, had that sense of humor. But mm. um, afterwards, then she she started um, self-medicating for the pain. Mm. I believe that the um, plates in her arm were very painful, especially mm. in the winter. Mm-hmm. And then she got in with the most dreadful man, and he thought he was going to marry her, but thank goodness he well, my husband said straight up said no, and um, then she eventually broke up with him because I harassed him so much that he didn't want to be with her anymore. And um, yeah, I, I caused as much. Well, you know what? He just he was quite a bit older than her, and he mm-hmm. certainly wasn't suitable for her. So I mean, she'd moved to Vancouver at that time, and then she came back to the island, and then she, you know, she started on an upward journey of like she stopped her crazy drugs and that and she was just came to be a beautiful young lady mm-hmm. you know a beautiful young woman and it was so nice because her and I could have a glass of wine together and um, she got I I still liked her boyfriend you know that um, she'd had the fight with but they had a fight and um, they were living together at the time nice young man I won't say his name um, and she'd had a fight and she decided that was that, mm-hmm. you know. So, oh, you know, um, I what I do believe is that no matter where in the world we were, because we moved from South Africa for our kids, mm-hmm. um, or I always just believe it was, you know, it was her time to go no matter yes. how. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, the Bible tells us that, you know, that God knows you know, our death date and when we're going to be born and everything. So I just, my faith is, um, you know, like that's something that's kept me grounded, just knowing, okay, now I know where my daughter is. She's with God. She's with Jesus. And and I can be at peace with that. I'm at peace knowing exactly where she is. And I feel her around me now and again. And not sometimes it's just not often enough. I'm like, Dakota, I want to feel you more, but mm. um, I know where she is. So exactly. I've got, yeah, I've got peace with that. And so what advice, because, you know, what I often um, find is a lot of people start blaming themselves or I could have done more or maybe I should have said oh. this or should have said that. I'm sure there's a lot of regret. So what sort of advice yeah. do you have for people that are going through something similar and they may have these regrets or these sort of thoughts? I'm sure you've had them oh. too. 
Oh, I still do. In fact, because I, I run a Zoom group for grieving moms every second Friday. And we were talking about that just today, you know, that we, we have to realize that no matter what, it was her time to go. Just yeah. speaking about that very same thing this morning with other moms that I was thinking, oh, if I hadn't done this, if I hadn't done mm -hmm. that, if I hadn't moved to Canada, maybe. But it's just the reality of it is you're – I don't know how to get rid of the guilt yet myself and the sadness about it because I, I do sometimes think that then, I, then the other side of me sort of speaks to me and says, okay, no, no matter what, where, when, or how she would have gone at that time. So yeah, exactly. some of the moms have said that they, they envy that I've um, got a faith and that I believe in God and that I know where she is. And mm. a lot of the moms that don't have that or they're very angry with God um mm -hmm. yeah it's you know everybody everybody's grief journey is their own and i think if we just accept where we're at well that's the thing right there's these stages of grief do you want to maybe talk about them and, okay, and if, is, is it no even true or is it something that people <laughs> have sort of okay no created? That, no even um that no it's this woman that created it um elizabeth Kugler Ross, I believe her surname is, she wrote a book about the five stages of grief. And that book was written for people that were dying of a terminal illness. So people have now taken the five stages of grief and, and applied it to anybody that's, you know, lost a child or anybody that's in a grieving state. But the book was written for, a person, for people mm. that were dying themselves. And so mm. um, David Kessler has written a new book, I believe, setting the record straight on that because he lost his son, I believe. Um, and he's, you know, setting the record straight. There really are, I mean, like literally you can go from happy and you're fine one minute and then you'll just mm. break down the next minute. There's <laughs> Grief is messy and that's it. It's mm. just like, it's super messy. So just there accept where you're at. Yeah, there aren't these five distinct stages. You can be anywhere and you can be in all five of them in one day or one yes. hour. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And we're all yeah. different as well. Yeah. 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 I, I had my doubts when I saw that. I mean, it looks great. Yes. <laughs> oh, it would like, be so lovely. <laughs> yeah. We're more a little bit more complex than that. So is yeah. there a, a sort of an, a grieving process or no? Would you say you know what I, I would say everybody does grief their own way and apparently yeah. well there is no right or wrong way we all grieve differently and mm -hmm. um, I was just speaking to some of the moms this morning and and they're two years in and it's just like they said what is the difference between year two and year four yeah. you know how has that been for you and it's just like okay year two a lot of people are going to stop talking to you you know people that you know be around supporting you the whole time but some people get tired of of your continual sadness. Even my husband and my own daughters, like just like, oh, mom, just stop, you know. Mm. But if, if this is how I'm feeling, I can't, I'm not going to just shut off my feelings the whole time, you know. I, what I do now is I, um, I like to spend a lot of time alone okay. and I put on podcasts and I walk. So then if I know, mm. okay, I'm feeling pretty griefy today, I want to go cry, yeah. I'll go walk for an hour or two and, you know, allow my feelings to be and come. 
and then I can go home, face my husband, and I'm happy. I love that. Enough. So yeah, I love that you really, really discovered what works for you in terms of the coping mm -hmm. mechanism. Mm -hmm. So let's talk a little bit about these coping mechanisms. So you found definitely yoga in terms of moving your body. What else yeah. have you found that's helpful? And what are you teaching um, your clients? Oh, okay. I'm just focusing. I, you know, I did some grief courses, okay, mm -hmm. of grief yoga courses with Sarah and with oh, Paul Dennison. Both are great, but I'm they're curious. Both what's the difference between like yoga and grief yoga? What is is it the well? There is no real can... no. There's no real difference. It's it, but they're calling it grief yoga. It's the intention, um, maybe that you're setting. I think it's the intention you're setting, mm. and also they're stimulating your vagus nerve more. Mm. But for me, I found that the yin yoga is working. So yes. I'm just developing my own yin yoga and then I'm working. Okay. So now I know which chakras to work on and what, you know, where are we feeling our grief today? Okay. Let's work on our heart chakra. Okay. Mm. Our hips are really sore. Let's mm. work in, you know, because we all hold our grief different places in our shoulders, mm -hmm. chest, stomach. But and I did those courses and with these other uh, yogis, which are great, but I found that the yin is the best for me. You know, I feel when I was in my depth of my grief, I could only literally move a little bit. And the lovely thing about yin is that, I don't know if you know, have much of a history of yin, but you, the gravity does the work. So you just get into a pose and, and you know, restore yeah. yoga, yin yoga, you lay there and you don't, you know, you feel, oh, okay, I'm opening up slowly. And and, um, and also the nice thing about yin is if the pose is not super comfortable, you are learning, you're, you're building your strength and your endurance to live alongside the pain. This is how I'm yes. seeing it is because I'm always going to have this sort of hole in my heart mm -hmm. and I'm always going to feel like I'm gutted. But and instead of like, oh, I can I can endure it easier because yin yoga, I believe, is really helping me. You know, I'm uncomfortable in a horrible position, like yeah. you're doing double pigeon and, and you're rolling over. <laughs> you know, then you're you're super uncomfortable. You got to get into the position, stay there, and hold it. And you learn to breathe through the uncomfortable, uncomfortable pose, uncomfortable position. And, love that. Yeah, yeah, so I usually do, I love the yin yoga classes. So for the listeners or viewers um, that are not familiar with this, so basically yin is where you're holding. It's different from restorative yoga. Like you you are holding the poses for three to five minutes, anywhere mm -hmm. around there. And it's basically getting into the fascia. So those yeah. deep tissue muscles. And even for me that I've been doing yoga for maybe I think it's almost 10 years now, yeah. even mm -hmm. some of the poses. And, and it's it's not just physical as well, because your mm -hmm. mind starts wandering, right? Because you're not yeah. doing anything for three minutes, that's a long time. Mm -hmm. So it's, yeah. it's very, not only physically challenging, but also mentally challenging too. It's it's the ultimate meditation because yeah. you need to be super um, aware and really, again, connecting with your breath. But I love that, that you are getting comfortable with the uncomfortable, with being yeah. uncomfortable and enduring that pain. And yeah. yes, you can... And, you know with yoga and it's always like that right like taking the mm -hmm. teachings on the mat 
And yeah. they always apply off the mat and in, in, in real life. So yeah. I love how you've combined both the yin and I see now why it can really benefit someone that's going through the grieving process. Yeah. I can totally yeah. see that helping. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. yeah I love yeah. that. That's amazing work for sure. Yeah. And then I discovered you. Oh, yes. <laughs> that was so amazing. And then... Oh my goodness, I think after I met you, like, wow, I did my breath, that one breathwork session with you, and I felt amazing afterwards. I was like, wow, this is something I've got to share with other moms. And it's, <laughs> yeah. Beautiful. Aww, thank you. So sweet. Yeah. So, how, what was that? That was uh, oh, before we, you left. You were leaving, yeah, I think, the, the I week after or something. I left in April. Yes. In so that April. must have been in April. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that was amazing. Absolutely amazing. And uh, I realized so much power in breathing and breathing correctly and having that experience. It was just like out of body. Yes. Well, for starters, I'll tell you a little bit more about like as we were talking off air um, in terms of the connection between breathing or breathing correctly. First of all, you're oxygenating cells, right? And a lot of this grief is because you're just, everything is stuck. Nothing mm -hmm. is moving, right? And like you said, you just wanted to lay there in bed and not do anything, right? So it's great mm -hmm. that you're going out for nature walks because you're getting mm -hmm. your body to move and everything else to sort of shift. And that's what you're doing with if you're breathing properly, right? You're really oxygenating each and every single cell. But also, and very interestingly, in traditional Chinese medicine, um, the lungs are mm -hmm. is the organ that's connected to grief and sadness. Oh, How cool oh, is that? So when yeah, wow. we when yeah. we extra basically when we exercise, so the more we breathe properly, the diaphragmatic mm -hmm. breathing, right? The deep mm -hmm. belly breathing, the nasal breathing, right? The more we avoid breathing improperly, which is the mouth breathing and all that, we are massaging basically we're using our lungs and so we're allowing our lungs to basically you know expel whatever is stagnant the energy there right so energetically mm -hmm. speaking when we're using the breath we're really like first of all acknowledging that grief and that sadness we're not trying mm -hmm. to run away from it but then we're mm -hmm. also releasing it so yeah. that's why breathing and breath work and and grieving and, and getting you know over the grief or at least you know managing the grief because like you said it's always going to be there it's more about mm -hmm. okay how do you live alongside it and yeah live continue living your life right even though you know you're always going to have that hole in your heart that's always going to mm -hmm. be there but yeah so i found that really interesting how the lungs is connected to that sadness and that grief wow. Mm -hmm. wow. Yes. That's amazing. Yes. So super cool. And it's such a powerful tool that we have, mm -hmm. we can all do. And as you saw, the beauty about breath work is that in one session, you can have a transformation. You don't have yeah. to wait three, four, five, six sessions. And then you can take yeah. some of those teachings and do it within your own everyday daily routine. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. not that i could remember do, yeah doing true those, but they were just amazing yeah true, true. but the it, basics yeah. right the yeah, basic yeah. stuff for sure that is so yeah. cool so so you're doing yoga you're doing mm -hmm. the, the nature walks um, yeah of course breathing as well um any mm -hmm. other coping me mechanisms that you find i journal yeah, oh, I journal. Nice. I journal a lot. I write letters to Dakota. Nice. And um, I always just finish off my journaling. I said, thank you, God. Thank you, Dakota. You know, because 
gratitude lifts, yes. you know, the, ha- having a practice of gra- being grateful always um, is apparently the highest vibration. I think love is the highest vibration. Yes. But gratitude must be the second, second highest vibration. Yeah. yeah. And so I always just want to say thank you, God. Thank you, Dakota. And, uh, you know, because thank you, God, that I had her for as long as I had her. And thank you, Dakota, for, like, choosing me to be your mom and, you know, ha- being with me, you know. Um, so journaling, uh, the sound bathing, I've started that. That is amazing. And meditation. And then I also did a Tesmacal um, and Cacao ceremony, which here in Mexico. And it's like, wow, this was amazing. Yeah. So I have yeah. a podcast interview with uh, Temascal, Temascalera, I think it's called. Oh. Yes, you should listen to it. She was I'm going, so sweet. Yeah. Such a sweetheart talking about like the, um, the whole indigenous tradition and oh. the origins. And it's just so cool how they just connect the elements of the earth and then into yes. it. It's basically, you know, for the listeners and viewers that didn't didn't uh, get a chance to look at that podcast episode, it's basically a sweat lodge, um, but with more intention. You're not just going in there and sweating and get coming out. Like you're going in with an intention and it's... Um, we bring these hot rocks into the actual, it looks like a, I call it a big pizza oven <laughs> that you're literally in. And uh, so I, yes, I, I, I miss it. I can't wait to do it again once I'm back in, in Mexico. So yeah. I, I, can t- I can totally see that because it's, it's, it's really a powerful release, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In, yeah. In the podcast, I share this as well. So, um, so basically there, when I, when I did it, um, I, I didn't know what to do with my mom. She was going through a few um, things and I just didn't know what the next steps were. And I was very confused about what to do um, mm-hmm. in terms of, okay, how can I help her? And I went in the Temascal and I just literally like the third door, cause it, it happens four mm-hmm. times with yes, yeah. the rocks, right? Just with the elements of the earth, oh, sorry, of nature. And the third door, I cried the entire time, Erin, the entire time. Aww. And I don't know why, but I just cried. And yeah. cause I just, I was just so, I guess, stressed and tensed up and, and when I left the Temascal, I literally got out. I took a deep breath in and I was like, okay, I know exactly what to do. And I knew yeah. what to do. And these are the sort of uh, breakthroughs that you get. Yeah. Through yeah, these, in- you know, you set the intention. And my intention was, you know, to get some clarity on mm-hmm. what to do next with her, with um, with what she was going through. And I, I got it. It was just, it's just yeah. amazing. So powerful, right? Giving yes. ourselves that space. Yeah. 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 And I think, you know, all these different healing modalities, like I think God's given them to us for, you know, like, and I mean, I don't know. I think they're all God-given things and that we can use them to heal. We don't, I don't feel, like I know some people will go to the different um plant medicines mm-hmm. and that. I've never, I've never been drawn to do, the, to do that. And I'm really, I'm not into, um, doing seeing psychics and that mm-hmm. uh, that's I've already I feel that I've, I I feel I've already connected with Dakota at one time and and I feel her around often enough so I don't want to want to do that you know it's just mm-hmm. it's not for me but these other things oh okay and also the, the color energy Dakota okay. yeah Dakota used to um she bought me these things for my bath and she said, oh, mom, you know, you need this. And I thought, oh, my goodness, she's going crazy because she's spending like quite a bit of money on these bottles of color energy, things that you put in, you know, dyes that you put into your bath. And there's a company in Vancouver that actually sells them. So I went and signed up to see what they were 
what's it all about. But um, so, you know, I'm learning also a little bit about the color energies and how those work, and you know, to heal you. That's why yeah. I, bought my, I bought this yellow. I was going <laughs> to say. It's a bit green. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's so actually nice a bright, bright yellow. Yeah, it's actually a bright yellow. And um, also yeah, wearing, I'm, so even wearing colors is like, really, I know I love it. So I yeah. just came back from Colombia and I was yeah. there for a couple of Saturdays and basically mm-hmm. I saw the weddings and everybody wow. was in these beautiful, colorful dresses. And I was like, wow, oh. this is my, this is the country I should be living in. Cause I'm always, yeah, yeah. I know today I'm wearing white, but I'm always mm-hmm. in some sort of color for sure. Yeah. I, I love, I love my colors. So there's definitely something with the color. Yeah. Uh-huh. How the color energy, um, the colors affect your mood and everything. But you know, I'm using all these different things to help to heal me. And yeah. then also, um, aromatherapy. Oh goodness! Mm, the, um, yes. The, I did a course recently with hospice, and we just had little. Um, I'll show you. So little smelly, you know, inhalers, and so you they've given different blends of herbs and um oils that, that they gave us to to help with each different mood say okay i need a bit more of this i need a bit more of that mm. and i mean like i love i've got four different ones so i'm, I'm i've got this that i work with as well or use and yeah i'm my retreat that i'm putting together i'm incorporating all of these lovely things you're also going to be there thank goodness <laughs> yeah. all these lovely things to help heal because i've seen how much okay i feel stronger oh you're on mute oh yeah all this with other moms you oh, know, sorry you um, you went on mute sorry if you want to repeat that erin you just went oh, on goodness, yeah i'm not sure you just muted for for a second there Oh, yeah, I can hear that. And I've lost you out of my ear. Oh, goodness, Rita, sorry. Hello? That's okay. I, I can hear you now, yes. Okay. So you were saying, and because uh, you cut out, you were saying that you have these healing modalities? Yeah, just all the different healing modalities that, that I'm using just to help to heal and mm-hmm. make me stronger, you know. I want to live. I, I, I've taken this phrase, but I don't even know who it's from. Is I want to live in the light of Dakota's life rather than in the shadow of her death. Oh, that's beautiful. That's yeah. beautiful. Yeah, because the thing is, she was such a beautiful person and she had so much that she did. And she was just such a brilliant girl. Yeah, so, and that's what you want to remember and honor her yeah, life as. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so cool. like honor my daughter as as a beautiful young woman she was. And so, in your in your opinion, having going through right now, how is you know is is too long? Could there be too long of a of a sort of um, time frame to to be still mourning, or like we said, everybody's different. And, yeah. But like you know, let's say after three years, you're still not you know, getting out of bed, is that when you should be seeking professional help? Like in your opinion, when do you think somebody should reach out? I don't know. I, um, my work organized for me to see a counselor like straight away, but I couldn't talk. Mm -hmm. My husband had to, um, go and like, he would talk for us, but, um, 
I would, you know, everybody's different. You know, I'm in a, also on Facebook with a group of moms. The one mom, after 27 years, she's just started doing podcasts for her son. After 27 years, wow. she's all, you know, she said like she sat and she ate and she ate and she ate. She put on so much weight and she said, and she realized like she needed to do something else. So, I mean, it's taken her 27 years to try and look towards healing herself. Uh, that's, I, I'm glad that I've started on this healing journey sooner. I feel Dakota's helped me with this. I know God's helped me with a lot of this. Um, obviously, God's helped me, but uh, yeah. Um, it, each person has to have this, to, you know, do the grief themselves at their own pace. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't rush it. And the, and the point of it is also there's no, you don't get any rewards for rushing your grief. That's true. You know? Yeah. So it's when you're ready, when you're ready. Yeah. Right? yeah. And so, so is there a grief etiquette that you would recommend or maybe oh. perhaps what to do, what not to do more, probably more important? Yes. Yeah. yes. Okay. So some things, you know, there's so many things. I know that the people mean well. When people say, well, you know, she's in a better place. Nobody said this to me, but these are some of the, you know, things that really spark moms, especially if they're, they're, they don't have a, like a, a faith base, like they're not like, I don't know, not Christian or Muslim or, you know, they don't have a faith mm-hmm. that they um, belong to. And then when somebody says, well, at least she's in a better space, you know, like, no, you know, there's no better space for your child except by the mom. So mm, that is mm. something that really, you know, upsets moms. And then in, what I've learned is for myself as well is instead of saying to people, how many children do you have, especially like, or do you have children and how many children you have, like those are questions you could rather say, tell me about your family or do you have mm. a family? Do you want to tell me about your family? Because when you start asking you know, because somebody asked me how many kids do I have? I didn't know what to say in the beginning, and I just left. I just turned around. I just left the room. That was it. I didn't want to talk to them. And um, and then when somebody said, you know, a year or so down the line, and somebody said to me, oh, so you, um, I, I said, I've got three girls and one died. And then, then she asked me, how did your daughter die? Well, why would you even ask such a question? I think that is like – you don't ask a grieving mom that question. I think that is so. Oh, sorry, you went on mute again. <laughs> okay. And I, I had to leave again. I had to leave the room and um, I couldn't, you know, I, I hadn't been able to face that person again because I was just. So even now, it still upsets my stomach. Why would you ask somebody how their daughter died? Mm-hmm. What difference is going to make in your life, you know? Is it going to make a difference in your life? No. So oh. why would you ask that question? Sorry, I I think the mute. Uh, it's um, the voice is a little. You sound a little far. Oh. Okay. Hmm. I don't know what. Can you hear me better now? Yes. Okay. Speak. Okay, I can. Can you hear me now? Yes. Yeah. It, it just sounded okay. like you were a little bit far away. Oh. Okay. I don't know what happened. <sighs> yeah. 
So, yes. And, and you know, I, I have a lot of people that, um, you know, ask stupid questions all the time. And yeah. it's just like, come on, have some common sense, you know, in terms yeah. of when I guess when you're ready to tell us, you will tell us. Like, I have a very good yeah. friend. I still don't. I, I didn't ask how her sister passed on until she was ready to tell me. Yeah. Like, I didn't ask the details and until she was ready to tell me. Right. And we were, yeah. I think we were friends for a good three years until, nice. you know, she That's was ready good. to say it. Yeah. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. And that's the thing is, I mean, you don't ask, I think it's so old fashioned now. People don't ask, oh, when are you getting married and when are you having kids? They don't ask that to younger women anymore. I, I don't think they do, do they? Yeah, they still do, but not, yeah, not, not as, I guess oh, they're not. Geez, no. I know, it's crazy. It's so yeah, crazy. Like you just don't ask, you know, mm -hmm. like if they, if they want to have it, like I know some, another member of the, uh, my, in, well, no, another member of the family sort of wanted to know about my daughter, my oldest daughter. When is she going to have kids? That is so rude. You know, like, don't ask her that. And then, so then they ask me, are they going to have children? Like, what has she said about that? It's got really nothing to do with you and it's got nothing to do with me. That's between her and her partner, her and her husband. You know, you don't ask stupid questions like that. It's How is it going to impact your life? You know, exactly. you don't ask that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So now I've learned, okay, it, you know, tell us about your family. Tell me about your family instead of asking how many kids have you got. Yeah. Because, you know, the one lady in my group, on my Facebook group, she lost two children. Whoa, in fact, wow. actually, there's a couple of them that have lost two children. So, you know, like that, that is so hard, you know, to, to have somebody say, well, you know, how many kids have you got? Like she says, it's just like it stops the conversation as soon as she says, well, this is what's happened. Yeah. So, yeah. And so any other things that we should be uh, aware of in terms of what to say or not to say or what to do or not to do? You know what? Just It's so nice. I've got one friend and um, who lives in Nanaimo and she's so sweet. She'll just be miserable with me you know she'll she won't, sometimes she'll just not like she's not miserable but she's I don't think my sadness doesn't make her uncomfortable she's prepared to just sit with me if I'm sad she'll yeah. sit quietly with me you know just having around having someone around that sort of tries to understand you and she'll go for walks or she picked me up to go for some um Oh, it was a goddess day retreat and she said you know i paid for this come on you're coming with me and i was just like wow that was so nice yeah so having a good group of friends that really understand you so when you yeah, want to be alone yeah. you're okay to be alone when you want to be yeah, sad yeah and that and they, they don't get upset about that they don't yeah. think like you know yeah and uh, my friend tammy's been stellar like that for me really no, oh, shout out to Tammy right now. <laughs> Thanks for being Thank awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right, exactly. So what's the most sort of common advice that uh, you would give to someone to let's maybe, maybe we can break it up into stages, like a sort of a new grieving mom and then somebody after a year. Would it be different? Oh, would it be different or not? Maybe? I think so. Yeah, I think you know what? Okay, so maybe in the beginning you could support them by bringing them meals and then don't mm. expect them to talk if you want to just, if, mm. if you're there. And, and also, like people will fall away, they'll get tired of 
texting saying, you know, come out with me, come, let's go do this. And it's not that I wanted to not be friends with them. It's just I myself couldn't. So now, you know, everybody, I just think having somebody there to support you as a friend and not put any expectations, you know, just be there once in a while. Like my one nephew, every once in a while, he would just text me, hey, auntie, thinking of you, I love you. Yeah. I mean, you know, when there's well, two, actually two of my nephews do that. And when they do that, I just think, oh, you know, people nice. are still thinking of me, even though I'll never take their, didn't take their phone calls for years, didn't message them back. But, you know, now that I'm starting to come out again a bit, you know, um, it's different, you know, like I, I go out in public, but I'll say go to yoga and I'll come back and that's my life. And, um, and, you know, I haven't been to any family functions and that. Uh, mm. I just, I've really avoided all of that. But just having these boys once in a while, men, once in a while just texting me, hey, auntie, love you, Aww, you know, love nice. to Uncle Charles, yeah. Just small little messages once in a while. Mm -hmm. Go a long yeah. way, right? Yeah. And yeah. is it the same? Because when my aunt, she passed away now, but I remember her saying that, is it, is it similar with, with sort of the grieving um, group that sometimes you kind of don't want to be with just grieving moms or you kind of want to yeah. just sort of live a normal, normal life, normal in quotation. Um, is, is it similar like that? Because she's like, I just don't want to talk about cancer all the time. So I found yeah, these cancer yeah. groups. I really don't want to, you know, sometimes you just kind of want to just have a you know, conversation that does not have the, you know, the C word. So is that, yeah. would you say that's the same or would you say in the beginning, maybe it's good to be with all grieving mothers and then maybe perhaps, I don't know, I'm just thinking out loud here. Okay. Well, what would you okay. well for me, I've, I've really isolated myself and just because I, I, when I've been able to, COVID came along, which was fabulous for me because then I was really able to isolate. I just didn't feel like talking to anyone for the longest time. And the only time that I've sort of come out now is, okay, now I'm, I'm starting to mix with grieving moms, but I don't think it, it's different for everybody. I'm now talking a little bit with grieving moms. Like I've said, I run a Zoom group every second Friday for grieving moms. and those are the only people I really talk to. And then when I meet somebody like you at a breathwork session, I'll go to like healing sessions and I go to yoga. And then so obviously the yoga is, oh, a great class or something. But it's it's just the yoga here in Playa del Carmen that I've been to um, and a, a little bit in the Naimo. Otherwise, I just do things on Zoom mm -hmm. and, or on YouTube because I've just – I've just felt so much more comfortable just in my little family bubble. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I've got my daughter, my grandkids, and my husband. And I just, that's, I, I'm only now starting to come out and talk to other people. Mm -hmm. And thank you. Thank you again for no, being vulnerable and sharing your story. And so what is the most common advice that, um, that you've ever been given? Maybe perhaps even within this whole process that you're you're yeah. still going through is you know what it, stop shooting one of the podcasts one of the moms that i listen to um marcy you know like don't should you know you could you can't should anything you could you could say oh i should have done this i should have done that there, 
you couldn't have. You can't go back and say that. So you've got to, it's sort of like if you drop the shoulds, then you drop the guilt. Yeah. Because whatever is going to happen would have happened. And uh, yeah, don't should yourself. That's all. <laughs> you know, just accept. And it's hard. It's really hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm just kind of going back to that. Yeah. Every time you sort of are not feeling the greatest, just kind of come yeah. back to that when you're ready, because I think there's always a process as well. Like, yeah. Yeah. You know, you're always going to come back and forth. It's just how do you live with the pain, right? And yeah. terms of longest, yeah. I, alongside it. Yes. Yeah. Like yeah. Everyone will grieve differently, but mm-hmm. yeah. And so, what is the most common, no, sorry, the most influential book that you've <gasps> ever read? Yeah. That you can okay. share with our listeners. I, Rita, I can still barely read. Uh, it's, you know what, what I've um, understood because I listened to podcasts and also because I was, they decided I was so crazy. I had to see a psychiatrist. So, because I mean, I first went to counselor, then psychologist, then, okay, I was bumped right up to a psychiatrist because I'm taking so long with my grief. But, um, well, what is that? What, so, taking so long, what does that mean? Because remember, I we said, know. like, who's, yeah, who declared it? <laughs> I don't know, but so I. But one of the things I found is that, like, um, this is a huge trauma to my brain losing my daughter to any mom. It's it's like mm-hmm. the, the worst thing you're ever going to do. So my brain is still. I, I battle to read. I'll read something and I'll reread it, and then I'll sometimes write it down to try and get it, understand it, it put it down and understand, put it into my brain. You know, and it's very, very frustrating. So I, I really battled to read mm. but I listened to audiobooks and thank God for the beautiful uh, audiobook mm. libraries that we've got and one of my favorite books um, was is by Carolyn Mice and it's Sacred Contracts and that I've listened to a few times and I just love it because um, she's you know she says okay maybe we had a contract with that person before um you know, in another lifetime. And I mean, I know this is so not being a good Christian, but I, I you know what, who knows what's right and what's wrong. Um, but listening to the sacred contract book with Carolyn Mice, I, I just, I, it gives me a lot of peace and I highly recommend it. Even if you haven't lost somebody, the sacred contract is an amazing book. Oh, I love it. Thank you. And you know what, Erin, I think you've just made me realize that I have to be a little bit more inclusive and ask this question a little more different and ask about, you know, what is the most influential book that you've read or listened to? Because you're right, we're not all reading books. We are also listening to them. I used to love reading. I used to love reading. And I do. I do love reading. So I'm actually getting, you know, magazines. I thought, mm-hmm. okay, I'm going to buy myself a magazine subscription because then, you know, I go to the library and get them, but, you know, you've got to return it. So at least with the, um, having my own one, it, you know, it takes me a while to just get through short things. It's mm-hmm. very frustrating, very frustrating because yeah. I know what I was like before. Mm-hmm. And But again, you're still in the process, right? So yeah. give yourself yeah. some time for sure to adjust. Yeah. To um, again stimulating that vagus nerve, telling your parasympathetic system that you are okay, supported, right? So that's kind yeah. of what's what's it's basically stress and cortisol, yeah. right? That you're yeah. releasing and 
we're not supposed to be reading when we're stressed out, right? Like our body, <laughs> just, we're supposed to be running away from whatever is chasing us, right? Or the yeah. danger from us. So yeah, I think just self-compassion is, is huge, right? Just mm. sort of meeting yourself where you're at. So yeah, for, until then, keep listening to the audiobooks, right? Because that's really helping yeah. you. Um, and and working for you. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So in terms of what are your three um, non-negotiable self-care habits, what would you say they are? Yoga. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Can we make it more than three? Make it four. <laughs> uh, yoga, prayer, um, you know, like praying and praying can be meditation as well. Yoga, mm-hmm. prayer, drinking water and walking. That's mm-hmm. it. You know, those like, uh, that's what I need daily. Every day. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Yeah. Those are great. And, and it's interesting because after the first year of the podcast, we um, sort of brought together all of the self-care, uh, three self-care um, non-negotiable habits that all of our mm-hmm. my guests shared yeah. with us. And so many of them are very similar. And it's just like, okay, oh, this is, really? de- yes, this is definitely <laughs> the recipe for, you know, taking care of yourself and becoming, mm-hmm. you know, high performing individual. And yes, and there was a lot like nature walks in yeah. nature, uh, mm-hmm. morning walks in nature, drinking lots mm-hmm. of water and some sort of form of, of movement, right? Yeah. And then some sort of form of either meditation or breathing. It was just like, okay, everyone's saying yeah. the same thing because it works, because it works, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. And it's right. worth repeating. So I'm glad yeah. uh, it, it's on your list as well, for sure. So tell us if there's anything else you want to sort of wrap up um, the podcast with or anything that maybe you want to mention that we didn't talk about or um this is your chance now um if you want to okay. share that yeah all right well just um you know i know that dakota's around a lot with me and um it's just crazy because the other day i've been invited to do a um to teach yoga at a woman's retreat uh, on vancouver island and it's on Dakota's death anniversary. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, whoa, this is a heavy one. I've never, you know, like I've always just secluded myself. I mean, pretty much I live secluded. But, um, you know, I've really been alone on that day. And now mm-hmm. I think this is I think this is a message from her because why? Why out of all the hundreds of yogis on the island in yes. Nanaimo, I get invited to do this. So I think, you know, having Dakota, I know Dakota's around me. But um, yeah, it, it's just, it's lovely. It's just learning to have a different relationship when the person's not here physically, they're around us. Still. Yes, reaching yeah. out in different ways and being receptive yeah. to those messages yeah. as well, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what, that's what the, the healing modalities that you are working with, that's what they're doing, right? Like, I mean, yeah. I know for yeah. sure for breathwork yoga as well, they're just like yeah. opening you up so that you, you're more receptive to yeah. these messages or all mm-hmm. sort of maybe the, if you're not, if you're not doing these different modalities, then you you wouldn't have seen that. You would have been like, yeah. no, of course, I don't want to, I don't yeah. want to do that on her on her anniversary. I want to be, yeah. but this is like, no, I'm yeah. embracing that. She's inviting yeah. me to embrace and help more women, right? Yeah, so yeah, that's lovely. Yeah. That's really lovely, mm-hmm. really lovely. Yeah, I, I have goosebumps. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, thank that's, you. That's amazing. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so great. So where can people find out a little bit more about your retreat, your, com- your upcoming retreat? Do you want to talk to us a little bit about yes. that? Oh, okay. Yes, my retreat, it's um, 
it's called, I've registered the domain intentionalhealingretreats.com. I love it. And yeah. I know. But you know what? I woke up in the middle of the night and I wrote down, I'll try and find it here. I woke up in the middle of the night and Dakota, I, I had this sort of message, intentional healing retreats, and I wrote it down. I got up in the middle of the night, I wrote it down, and I went back to sleep. Because I <laughs> like that. That was a message from Dakota, intentional healing retreats. Because I, I just thought, you know, I've got to be able to combine all these beautiful things and, you know, share it with other grieving moms. So yeah. intentional healing retreats. Um, and dot com and, was available, which is amazing. Yeah, right? I yeah. know, really. Yeah, and I, I put a, a URL redirect on it um, to my website, which is yogawithairnb.com. And um, so I'm working on this retreat for healing for, for the grieving moms, mm-hmm. um, grieving mom community. I was going to do it for grieving moms that have lost children by suicide only, but I think it's. Um, you know, I can open it up a bit more. I mean, no matter how our kids have passed, they've gone. So, mm-hmm. you know, I feel that what a lot of people feel there's a huge stigma against the suicide community. I don't know. But because I've been so secluded, I don't know. If I'm maybe not feeling because I'm not I'm not out mixing with a lot of people. I'm not out there. Mm-hmm. Um, so... That's where they can find me. And on Instagram, um, I'm yoga with RMB. And um, like I said, I've got uh, my Zoom groups that I run for moms, you know, that have lost children traumatically. And I've got that Facebook page, um, moms who've lost children traumatically, grieving moms who've lost children traumatically. And it's hope and healing for them because some of the Facebook groups that you, they just want to keep you down and sad the whole time. And it's, I don't believe that I have to live sad and down the whole time. It's not how Dakota would want me to live. Mm-hmm. So I've got it as hope and healing. So, yeah. Nice. Beautiful. So beautiful. Yeah. Thank you. I'll definitely write that in the show notes as well. So yeah, people will and link it to, to the actual uh, mm-hmm. domain as well. Yeah. So it's easier yeah. just to sort of find. Just, yeah. Go to my website. They can find everything. Everything so, yeah. is on there. Perfect. Yeah. And who's yeah. this little guy oh, on your lap? So pretty. I think he was a gift from Dakota because, you know, what? Okay, maybe this is um, crazy again, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> um, like I love crazy. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> Dakota's dog, um, she left her chihuahua. Okay. And, um, and we had him for a few years. And then he passed away, and that just about nearly like knocked me out the park again. I was so devastated. And then I found him. I found mm-hmm. him here in Mexico, and his name's Valentino Valley, and he's just he's my little guy. Yeah, he's been <laughs> so good throughout the whole session. He's very he attentive. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny because I'm doing some yoga in the park. Um, I'm just recording some of my videos there. I've got my 10-minute videos that I run on YouTube. And all the dogs around, you know, they can see him in the park and they're going crazy. And he's just sitting there on my lap. (laughs) (laughs) Chilling out. So chill. Yeah. So what is your YouTube uh, channel? Because we need to put that on there too. Um, also, yoga with Erin. Okay, so everything is, yeah, is yeah. yoga with so, Erin. Beautiful. Yeah, yeah. So then you can see my YouTube, and there's 10-minute videos, and mm-hmm. then um, I've got some grief, some of the grief videos in there too, but I, those are all hidden 
the, I, I, people got to ask for those. I okay. suppose. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They're private, so you can just yeah. send the link. Amazing. Yeah. Well, thank yeah. you, Erin, so much. This has been super lovely. Thank you again for your vulnerability, for sharing your story, for all the amazing work that you're doing to help um, mothers that have gone through or going through um, the pain that you've you felt and you're continuing to feel, but really giving them strength and hope to to move on you know not even move yeah. on to live alongside the pain yeah. so yeah yeah because yes, i think that's, that's something right. that a lot of us um you know say wrong because you're not when, when you never really do move on you just learn to yeah. live alongside the pain so yeah. i want to correct yeah. myself there too oh thank you yeah well thank you really thank you so much for taking the time and sharing space with my community i so appreciate you and i can't wait to see you oh, thank you so much and i appreciate you too thank you for this space return. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing you again soon all right take care ciao, ciao. take care thanks bye thank bye, you Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> thank you from the bottom of my heart for taking part of your day and sharing it with me by listening to this amazing podcast episode i would also like to thank our sponsors saint lucian cmos check them out and get some awesome cmos at www.stlucianseamoss.co if you enjoyed this podcast and it was helpful please share it with your loved ones or a friend and check out savoyaselfcare.com for more amazing wellness tips please also leave us a rating now on apple Podcasts. take a screenshot and send it to info at savoyaselfcare.com we will reply with a gift as a grateful thank you if you want to upgrade your healthy living and take it to the next level, be sure to join us next week. And remember, self-care is not selfish, it's self-love. Ciao for now.